welcome. This is the Nisha Jackson Show. I'm Rusty Humphrey. She is Nisha Jackson. And welcome to the Dr. Nisha Jackson Show. Um, so right before the show, <laughs> Nisha says, yeah, I, uh, um, I hurt myself. And it's like, well, okay, she's done that before. And we've only been doing a show a couple months, so it can't be that bad. And then you lift your leg, and oh my gosh, your leg is in this huge cast. And then you're in a walker. Yes, I, I have I have a walker here. You can see my walker. I have now I, I have a I have a <laughs> I have a lot of respect for people that are not mobile. I more respect than you can even imagine. And I had a lot of respect before this, but now it's like uh it's next level. You know, could you do the show in like an old lady voice today? Hello, I'm Nisha with my walker. No, let me bake some cookies for you, kids. I want you. I want you to notice I have a basket on my walker. I see that. I did have some fake flowers coming out of it. I just need. I just need a horn. Oh. I need a horn right here. I need my hair and curlers or something. I don't know. I mean, we're totally laughing about this, but this isn't <laughs> funny. Uh, what happened? So I was riding bicycles in Santa Monica. Having a, I was having a great day, you know those those little beachcomber bicycles. They're not little, but they're actually kind of big bikes. But we were yeah. we were just riding them on the you know on the little strand along Santa Monica, and you know not going very fast. And um, you know I just did something silly. I was trying to like get in a picture that was being taken while I was riding the bike. Somebody now, else's picture or were you like photo bombing? Is that what you no, were doing? You're trying to. I was to... with my friend and he was taking a picture and I was trying to get up behind his bike and my tire kind of hit his back tire. And I don't know. The weird stuff happens to me, Rusty. I can't really explain yeah. it because when I say it, it doesn't sound that it doesn't sound that. It doesn't sound that significant. But anyway, I put my leg down. I should have just put my brakes on. I was trying to push his bike away. And then the bike just rolled over on my knee, and my knee went the wrong way. And oh my gosh. I, I just did just about everything you can possibly do to your knee to mess it up. So how, how bad is this? I mean, well, you're on a <laughs> walker, so it's not good. Well, there's really – there's several – I actually want to do this show on this accident because there's several things that happened that I want to make sure people know. Okay. Uh, and it was probably good for me to go through it even though I, it's hard for me to say that uh, because I don't like to get slowed down. But the first thing that happened was I just realized after this accident that as you get older – and you don't even have to be getting older – but I think you really have to be aware of, of your – where is your attention – and I really think that I probably should have been paying attention more to what I was doing at that particular moment. I mean, I'm not 15. Let's face it, right? No, but you're not old by any means. No, and I am very physically active, but still, I think I could have just I could have just been a little bit more aware of what I was doing. And that's a okay. lesson that's been really hard for me to learn because I have had a lot of accidents because I do like to do some crazy things. But anyway. That was lesson number one. Okay. So then lesson number two was instead of just doing the normal thing like calling, you know, the ambulance or something, I decided to have my friend who's with me carry me to the street corner and wait until he went and got my car and came back and picked me up. Uh -huh. Well, the problem the problem was when I stood up, my entire knee displaced medially. The, the joint actually came out. 
So I had no stability to my joint whatsoever, my knee joint, and that hurt really bad. Oh, no. And, and then it happened a couple more times. Anyway. So, did you feel like that old woman in that commercial? Have I fallen and I can't get up? <laughs> I did feel like that. <laughs> so then, so this is a really important point of the story. Then I decide I don't want to go to a hospital in Los Angeles. I want to drive to the Palm Springs area. I have a house there. I want I want to go there because at least I will be in my own environment and it will be better. And there's great orthopedic surgeons in, in this particular area. And well, not surgeons, just specialists. I didn't even say the word surgery. And so I go there and I go to the urgent care. So this is the second part of my story that I want to make sure I, I drive this home. I go to urgent care, I have an x-ray of my knee, and the, and the practitioner comes in and he says, now, uh, uh, I know you're in a lot of pain, but your knee is not fractured, so I think it's just a strain. We're going to give you a little, a little brace thing for your knee, and I'm sure it'll be fine in time. Doesn't give me an MRI, doesn't give me a referral to an orthopedic uh, specialist, doesn't tell me anything to do, gives me nothing for pain, and I'm in serious pain. I probably wouldn't have taken the pain medication anyways, but doesn't give it to me. Anyway, so So it's I, hurting it, so bad, you're out there looking for dealers. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, no, this it hurts bad. Why, why wouldn't he give you pain medicine? And, I mean, and I cannot put any weight on my knee without it popping out completely out of joint. And so anyway, well, I know better because I'm thinking this is not normal. There's nothing normal about this situation. My knee is not, my knee There's is not nothing pain. normal about you, Nisha. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that. And so I have to work behind the scenes to get my own MRI, get it approved, get it done. Well, of course, when the MRI came back, it was awful. I, I sh completely shredded my ACL. There was actually nothing left of my ACL. I, 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 uh, it looks like I, I from the MRI, I tore my MCL. Uh, my meniscus was questionable. There were contusions, contusions to the bone marrow, contusions mm. to the fibula. I mean, it was really a, it was a bad situation. So I ended up seeing an orthopedic surgeon. I ended up having surgery, uh, very quickly thereafter. They, they pretty much rebuilt the ligaments, used cadavers. You're like the $6 million woman. A cadaver ligament they put in. And anyway, it was, it was a, it kind of an ordeal. But I just started thinking, Rusty, about what do people do that aren't in the medical field or don't have connections in the medical field right. that they can push things forward when they know they're not right? Because you knew there was something wrong. This doctor didn't, didn't do his job, it sounds like, the first one. Is that fair to well, say? I would like for him to see my MRI now that maybe he would pay a little bit more attention because his physical exam was very minimal um, he knew that I worked in the medical field and I just don't think he took it seriously at all. I think he wanted to go home. And all I would say, um, it, 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 just in a, it, using this as a learning tool is I would just say that people that are hearing this podcast, if you have an accident and you get an evaluation, wherever you get an evaluation and it doesn't feel right, like you really feel like there's something. I also hit my head very hard on the concrete. Oh my he didn't gosh. Even, he didn't even examine me for a concussion or anything. Now, I know better than that, so I examined myself. But anyway, um, so 
I would just say if something doesn't feel right, make sure you get a second opinion. Make sure you ask for additional testing. Do not sit back and just accept something when you know that maybe it's not right. So okay. I would tell you if it was something similar to me, my, uh, there's no way I could walk I, 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 without my knee. My knee wasn't stable at all. Mm. So I knew that this, this, this practitioner was incorrect. Um, but uh, I would just send that out as a message. If, if you know that that's not right, then uh, you should definitely get another opinion. And, and usually it's really good advice. And as a doctor, I want to get your take on it. I know when I had a surgery, it was really good advice to have somebody in there taking notes and listening to everything the doctor says so that when another doctor comes in, you've got the notes to say, hey, the other doctor said this or whatever, right? Yes. Having a maybe even two people there, um, but that that was actually helpful for me to have somebody there with me too. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I can remember things really well, and and I didn't end up using pain medication the whole week. Um, I did a lot of treatments on my own. Mm-hmm. I actually injected myself with PRP. I, I had my blood drawn. I spun it down. I put I when I was doing everything wow. I could to try to make it better before I knew I even had to have surgery, which did, was crazy. Did, have you did you end up using uh, stem cells? I know that helps in healing. Or what do you think of that? I think stem cells are great. I've actually had them IV in the past, um, actually just this last May. Um, but this time I actually used my own platelets, which, you know, it's a similar situation as stem cells. I, I used my own platelets and injected it back in to help with the healing process. And I think all of these things are helping me uh, for sure. I'm using some topical CBD, which is really good for the pain, really, really good for the pain. That's the marijuana stuff, right? Yeah, but it doesn't have any THC in it, right. and it's very helpful for inflammation and pain. And the PRP uh, thing, the platelet, uh, what's that stand for? Platelet-rich platelet? plasma. Plasma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, is that kind of a new thing? It's not really new. I mean, certainly professional athletes have been using it for many years. Um it, it, it can just accelerate the healing process. We actually do it in our office for, for many different things. We inject it into the face to help build collagen. Um, we, we can use it for incontinence uh, in women. Um, you can put it into injured muscles, joints, and tendons to help them heal more quickly. So it, it can be used in, in, in several different settings, but it's filled with uh, growth factors. So it helps kind of regrow and improve the circulation in an area that's injured. So I was doing that and, and many other things and, and, still, and still am doing those things now. But anyway, I, it'll be six months to get back to full activity. I'm hoping I, I'm hoping I can cut that down to three. Yeah, I mean that I'm means pretty, you're going to be I'm driving sure around in in that car. You're going to be you know about as slow as eighty. Um, <laughs> exactly. Is it and how's it affecting? I mean, you're a go 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 gal. How's this affecting your life? Yeah. So that was the other part of this podcast that I thought I would talk about is uh, two things. One is, I, as I said in the beginning part of the show, I cannot believe how much, um, how much uh, sympathy and empathy I have for people who have an injury that they're getting over or they have a disability um, where, they're, where, they're, where their mobilization is compromised. Uh, because take, for instance, I, I could sit here all day right now and just in two, it's only been two and a half weeks since I had my injury I, and tell you many numerous stories of people literally 
just watching me when I'm struggling doing something. And I don't, I hate asking for help. It's like putting needles in my eyeballs and I'm not kidding. I don't like to ask for help. I like to do it myself. But as I'm walking in this walker, like yesterday, this happened yesterday, I was walking in my walker to the bathroom at this restaurant, this coffee shop near my office. And there was a lady sitting in a bar stool, literally right next to the door of the, of the bathroom where I needed to go in. This, this wood door that I had to go through to go into the bathroom was so big and so heavy. And I was trying to push it open with my one hand without falling over in my walker. And uh, I couldn't get it all the way. I couldn't get it open enough to get in the door. And she literally turned around in her chair and stared at me while I did it. I'm not what? kidding. It took me like six times, like six pushes on the door to get the door open. Okay, now, but is are we at a point though where everybody's <laughs> waiting to be offended? So she's afraid of you going. I can do it myself. Leave me alone. I don't know. Yeah. But could you not just ask? Anyway, hey, can I help you out a little bit? Do you mind yeah. me get the door for you? Right. I mean, that's anyway, we're human I think, beings. I think. I think. You know, I'm at the point in my life where I really try when things irritate me. I try to learn. Okay, what's the lesson I need to learn here? Slow instead down. Of getting, instead of <laughs> instead of being irritated at that lady that was just staring at me, I wanted to slap her. Instead of getting irritated, I really said to myself, what do I need to learn from this? And I really feel like what I need to learn is to be paying attention to people that are around me. And and I do I try to do this anyway, but but offer to help people. If you're getting on an airplane, put somebody's stuff up for them or take it down. You know, give them a hand, help them out, be aware of what's going on and get off your phone. I mean, she was on her little phone and she just kept looking up at me and I'm like, put your dang phone down and help me, lady. So <laughs> it, it just made me realize it's like we all need to wake up a little bit and look at who's around us and maybe offer to help because I think it means a lot to people and it can make a difference in somebody's day. Can Now, next time you think about smacking a lady... <laughs> I really wasn't going to do that. All right, it here's, just crossed, here's my, what, it crossed my mind. Well, good, it because here's mind. what I want you to think about. <laughs> Podcast ratings. <laughs> Dr. Nisha Jackson, host of the Nisha Jackson show, just smacked some woman. It, oh, man, the ratings for the podcast will go through the roof. This is okay. gold, baby, gold. I'll, I'll rethink that. Yeah, I'll these are just that. ideas. They're not all brilliant, but it's just an idea. Um <laughs> Right. So you're out for for six months like that. Hopefully you're hopefully three. Yeah. 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 Well, six months to get back to tennis, but I'm hoping I can cut that back down in three. I'll know this week because I have my follow up this week. So. So. And and here's the other thing. And, you know, we haven't talked about much, but my wife, you know, she had chronic pain and she passed away. The difference I learned was, you know, that in three to six months that pain is going to go away and you don't got to worry about it. But when you're in chronic pain it never goes away. And I'm sure that's a big difference on the psyche, isn't it? Right. And the thing is, is that I, I guess that's the other, the other part about, you know, I gave you the urgent care uh, story about the evaluation. That's the other part is that pain is exhausting. I mean, I, I keep saying, gosh, it's like seven 30 at night. And I, I'm I like, I need to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Uh, pain is exhausting. And, um, but there's many things that you can do that really do help your body's ability to manage pain. And, and most people 
uh, again, maybe aren't getting that information. They don't know that there's things that they can do. They don't know that sometimes the, the very diet that they're eating, which is high in sugar, is causing inflammation in the body, which is causing more body pain. Or they don't know that there's other modalities out there. There's supplements. There are new, new, there's um, herbal treatments. There's things like the CBD that don't affect your brain in a hallucinogenic type of way at all. That's very safe to use. There, there, there are things that people can use that would be very helpful for pain. Optimizing your hormones, by the way. Uh, is very helpful for managing pain. Even having low testosterone for men and women increases your brain's perception of pain. It doesn't mean that it makes the pain go away or makes the pain worse. It just means that that your brain is telling you the, the pain's worse than it is. So that's a terrible that's a terrible thing to have. So even just optimizing your hormones and your thyroid can cause uh, can help you manage the pain better and reduce the body pain. So there are many things you can do, but I will tell you in the last two and a half weeks, I did, I was preparing for, you know, doing, doing another podcast with you, Rusty. And I came across this new study that just came out and it literally sent me into orbit. What? It completely freaked me out. And there's not a lot that freaks me out. Okay. But it freaked me out because it was, uh, it, it hit home with me in this particular situation. So I'm, I never sit down. I, I'm one of, I'm a shark. I, I'm moving all the time. Uh, I really never sit down. I exercise every day. I do it because it keeps me, it keeps me emotionally balanced. It keeps me off Prozac. I'm not kidding. It's really, really good for my emotional well-being to exercise every day, like cardio. Okay. And so, um, Anyway, nevertheless, I'm not moving right now, okay? I'm not, I'm in a walker. I'm getting a really good, you should see my biceps. I'm getting a really good upper body workout by <laughs> holding my body up in a walker. I mean, that's a really- Are you going to the gym workout. and just doing upper body stuff or just yeah. you're the walker's enough? Though, no, no, I don't need to do any upper body because I'm getting a huge workout because I don't get wheels on my walker or those little skis or the little tennis balls. I have the rubber stub, so I got to lift that sucker up every single every single step, and then I got to lift my body up. So oh, I'm wow. getting a really good upper body workout, but I'm not. I'm I'm very sedentary because I can't go do my power walks and hikes right now. I can't play tennis. Blah blah blah. So this study just came out uh, just just this last week, and it showed that the study showed that two weeks of reduced physical activity from approximately 10,000 steps per day down to 1,500 steps per day. Well, I'm not even taking 1,500 steps per day on this little walker. Anyways, caused changes in health markers that were associated with type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So it was so significant that they noticed that just after two weeks, so they took people who are moderately physically active with 10,000 steps per day. Have you ever wore one of those stepper things or used Absolutely. Until I lost my Apple Watch last week, I did it every day. Yeah, so you know what 10,000 steps is. Yeah, it's basically about five miles. Right, so these were people that were consistently clocking about 10,000 steps per day. And they, they looked at 28 healthy, regularly active adults. 18 were women, the rest were men. And, um, and, and these were not, these were not people that were significantly overweight. They had a pretty normal BMI 
And then they basically ask them for two week period of time just to be total couch potatoes. Don't change your diet. Don't change anything else. Don't change your meds, your supplements, anything. Just be a couch potato. No, no physical activity for two weeks. This, so is, a, from- this is a study I could do. No, you're not. No, we're changing. Remember, we're changing you. So that's not you can't do that. I'm teasing. I'm doing much better. (laughs) So uh, what they noticed in a in a two week period of time was that um, actually it was much worse than anybody thought that was conducting the study that they had um, they had an inch um, an increase of an a half of an inch just in their waistline, a half of an inch from how long? Two weeks. Wow. Their, their waist measurement went up one half of an inch. They d- had a decline in their heart and lung health. Their, like I said, their waist circumference went up. Their, they had an increase in their body fat and an increase in the fat around their liver. Wow. That's significant. Yeah. And what's more scary than anything for me, uh, and this is because I know a lot about insulin and glucose, um, the insulin levels went up, uh, increased, and so did the triglycerides, which is the fatty type of the, the blood fat. Both of those went up, which means when your insulin goes up, your, your fasting insulin goes up, you're storing more body fat than you do naturally. So these are all really bad things. This is two weeks of just taking a two-week breather. Wow. So, of course, I'm, of course, I'm flipped out because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be, like, down for months. And, uh, so I started trying to get creative right away. Like, what can I do? So I, I realized I can still work out my whole upper body. Um, you know, there are those things you can do that go like this, you know, they're like little, uh, cycles that you put on your desk and do this upper body workout. I haven't brought myself to do that yet because okay. I, I, I think they're kind of silly, but they do, <laughs> they do get your heart rate up. Okay. Um, so all I'm saying is that, that, a lot of people take breaks from exercise all the time, Rusty. Uh, but I think if they knew what was happening to their body, more fat around their liver, it raising or rising insulin levels, blood sugar levels going up, waist circumference going up. I really think cardiovascular measurements going down. They even have they even had cognitive changes. So I think if people knew that, they may be a little bit more aware of how important it is to sustain physical activity. Um, so even just a little bit a day makes a difference. Is that what you're saying? Well, I wouldn't. Yeah. So these people were walking 10,000 steps per day and then they went down to 1500. So they were 10,000 steps per day is not a little. I mean, you have That's, to, you have, like I said, to, it's about five miles. Yeah. It's better to be a shark than it is to be a turtle. So mm-hmm. I think if you have the choice of sitting during the day and moving your body, you got to choose moving your body, like get up and move, 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 like move around because more and more steps count for all of these measurements that I just went over. And, uh, have you ever noticed that people who don't sit down very much typically don't have a weight problem? They're just burning calories, okay. all right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. I, I was going to bring out some of the other research that shows that watching TV basically makes you dumb. So, um, what? <laughs> uh. So sedentary, overly sedentary lifestyle, which is so much what people do today because they're on their computers, they're staring at their phones, they're really not motivated to be physical, physically active. Your health is going to suffer in a very short period of time. That, so, that, is, uh, that is amazing and something really, really good to know. Um, yes. 
And even if you're not able to be physically active, there's still things you can do. Even though I have one knee that's bad, I still have another leg and I still have a whole upper body that can be worked out. So there's still a lot that you can do um, to work out. So try not to use that as an excuse. I'm going to try not to use it as an excuse because I'm scared half to death about this study. Good. All right. Well, listen, if anybody can get through it, I know you can. All right. (laughs) Speaking of getting through things, we want to ask you to do something. And that is make sure you subscribe to this podcast, whether you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching it on Apple TV, subscribe or Roku, subscribe or listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or uh, maybe on Facebook. We're all over the place. The show is growing. You, Dr. Nish, I don't think you have any idea how big this show is getting. It's awesome. So please uh, tell your friends, subscribe. Uh, we're here every week. And uh, we're going to start having ways for you to ask questions to Dr. Nisha too, coming up very soon. So also check out her new book. It's out there, Brilliant Burnout, How Successful Driven Women Can Stay in the Game by Rewiring Their Bodies, Brains, and Hormones. Anything else you want to wrap it up with, Dr. Nisha? I don't think so. Take care and stay aware. Stay aware of people that need help around you and stay aware of what you're doing when you're doing something physically active that you could get hurt. Or climbing a ladder. Maybe maybe not climb the ladder. Or just just don't be like answering a text message when you're climbing the ladder or something. That's good advice. Stay stay alert and aware. So the lesson is don't be texting and climbing ladders. That's a good one. All right. I'm Rusty Evans. That's my tip for today. She's Dr. Nisha Jackson. We'll see you next time here on the Nisha Jackson Show. (laughs) 